Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Download the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. 855-839-1210. We are at 1210WPHT on social media. What's on the cut sheet coming up 745 this morning? Still ahead, we have to get to a handful of stories, uh, including Bud Light's quest for redemption at the Super Bowl. Vince McMahon, Wall Street Journal, Major Bombshell, and James Carville's prediction on Donald Trump. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. Round number two at 702, the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning this Friday morning, January 26th. We are sponsored this morning by Budget Blinds in Kale & Company News Live. So multiple investigations across our region as well as the suburbs. So let's talk about it this Friday morning under a dense fog advisory. One man hospitalized in critical condition this morning after gunfire erupted during what appears to be, according to police, a road rage incident yesterday afternoon, Juniata Park. Although I don't know that the two men involved in this were from there. They were driving through. So a 19-year-old driver of a Honda, 38-year-old driver of a gray Ford. And at that point, investigators say whatever was going on here, the driver of that Honda, the teenager points a gun at the Ford driver. Ford driver pulls out a gun, opens fire, and the Honda driver was shot in the head, chest, arm, and back. He ultimately is the one in the hospital as far as the Ford driver we're told that the Ford driver was not injured. He remained on the scene, is cooperating fully with police. Does not He does have a valid permit to carry. He does have a valid permit to carry, but no charges have been filed here. So we'll see what the answer here is. In other words, did he feel the person was pulling out a gun, was going to kill him? Mm-hmm. Was this a self-defense situation? That's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yep. Absolutely. So I that's what it what we're inferring from reading in between the lines from the police statements, but we shall see in the city of Philadelphia. Five thousand dollar reward being offered as the search now continues for this escaped teenager who is a murder suspect considered dangerous and police releasing new surveillance video images of this seventeen year old identified as Shane Pryor. Generally, we do not ID teen suspects. However, this teen in particular had just weeks ago been, um, the courts had decided that Shane Pryor would be tried in the murder trial as an adult. And that's why you're hearing most of us in the media releasing his name because he's being tried as an adult. Just want to point that out. You see him. So the story was that he was being transported by Juvenile Justice Services Center staffers because he had a hand injury at the center, and they were bringing him to the ER there at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and that in the emergency room parking lot, he got away. He was not cuffed or restrained in any way. When you see this new video of him, you see him apparently after he ran away, he goes into... (laughs) He goes into at least one facility, including the, the front desk there at shop, and you see him using his hands. It does not appear he has a hand injury, by the way. And ultimately, he gets somebody to loan him a phone. He's asking, can I use your phone? Mm-hmm. And so he uses the phone. He calls somebody to come and pick him up. They did. So now apparently that individual who came and picked him up or helped him 
is the one in suspect, in, yeah. who's not a suspect, but is in custody. A little fishy here, right? When you think about it, he doesn't look like he has an injury in the video to his hand. And at 17 years old, going on 18, what, what type of hand injury would he sustain in that facility, unless there was a fight or something like that? I don't know, maybe he broke his hand, right? Um, but what, what type of injury would lead to him being rushed to an emergency room? That, that, that doesn't seem standard to me. I mean, you know, not that... Not, not handcuffed or shackled or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or zip-tied. Yeah, Yeah, or zip-tied. Just a zip-tied. You know, juvenile detention centers, I'm I'm assuming they don't have a bunch of medical staff on hand, at least the one that I worked at didn't. But they do have first aid, and they can have somebody come in, you know, perhaps from the county that works in the medical department Mm -hmm. to examine the hand there. The whole thing just, I don't know. I'm not saying they broke protocol or anything, but it it just feels a little weird. Because now that you see the video, in other words, he looks... He looks fine. Yes. And as as parents, you know, we look at our kids like, oh, let me see you move your fingers. Ah, you're fine. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Like, did he dupe the staff? I mean, I don't know. When you, I mean, when you look at the video, and I think that's part of the reason they wanted to release it, you can see him. He's motioning with his hands. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. He does not appear to have no. some major, to your point, there's not a broken arm or hand. Right. So the U.S. Marshals assisting Philadelphia Police 866-865-TIPS. That's the tip line they're asking us to release to you $5,000 reward. And they remind the public, Shane Pryor, they say is dangerous and desperate. Call this number if or call 911. Actually, do not approach him, in other words. So we've got that one going on. Uh, a warning from suburban police. They're issuing an alert to the public in the upper Marion area, so mainline area. All of these, a string of break-ins this week into vehicles. What we know in Philadelphia, we call them smashing grabs, where they're smashing your smashing your window and a ton of vehicles that happen in the overnight hours. So they're saying, please don't leave anything in your vehicle visible, such as you know a laptop or a bag, anything, because they're smashing the windows, mm-hmm. causing a ton of damage and taking items. Wondering if this is part of the um, the uh, burglary tour 2024 <laughs> that we were talking about a couple of days ago that you mentioned. They're just tourists, yeah, Nicholas. That's right. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, we had closing arguments beginning today in former President Donald J. Trump's civil defamation trial to determine how much money he will have to pay. Writer E. Jean Carroll, former magazine columnist, alleges Trump raped her in a department store back in the mid-90s then defamed her, she claims, when he denied her claim. And in a separate trial last year, a civil jury did find Trump. He had sexually assaulted Carol. They believed her that he sexually assaulted her. They did not go for the cha- the the upper charge that he raped her. They denied that one, but they did believe as well that he defamed her in those 2022 statements. Trump has claimed she was trying to sell a book. Briefly took the stand three minutes and we talked about that one earlier. Alabama executes a man with nitrogen gas. First time in the history of America. It's a new method that this is the first time it's ever been used. Governor Kay Ivey saying the execution was justice for the murder for hire killing of a mother and preacher's wife, 45-year-old Elizabeth Sennett, back in 1988. So the preacher's wife actually was an insurance scheme. Her husband paid two guys to murder her. For, for insurance money, and the husband preacher actually committed suicide when it all started unraveling. 
And ultimately, the other suspect has already been, he already received the death penalty. This person yesterday who was executed with this nitrogen gas, he he was the last, the final person. Uh, one of her, her son, the victim's son, she was stabbed at least eight times and yeah. suffered a horrible um, slow death, according to authorities, 45 years old, mom. The son spoke out tearfully and just said... Uh, they forgave everyone, including the father, his own father, mm-hmm. and uh, just a tragic case all around. For sure, if you're ever going to commit a murder in Alabama and you're going to get nitrogen gas by the death penalty, <laughs> your your last meal I would recommend should be Dreamland Barbecue down in Alabama. That's just my <laughs> personal disclaimer. <laughs> and then go to Dreamland yes. for the rest of your existence. And you go to Dream or forever. hell, yes, <laughs> whichever in a, in a handbasket. Yeah, please, please. Uh, we've talked about um, Tony Luke's owners, uh, very famous, sentenced to prison 20 months in jail for those tax crimes. That's making national headlines for sure. And amid this fog advisory, I will just remind you, <clears throat> last night we could not see the full moon, the wolf moon, but tonight you'll be able to see it. Oh, nice. I'm going to go out on my deck and howl. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Get out and howl. So let's get to the forecast, shall we? We're sponsored by Budget Blinds this morning. Let's talk about it. This is the all-important forecast. It's Friday afternoon. By the way, the Sixers and Flyers are losers. They both lost, okay? So um, Sixers lost. They were away. Flyers. Indiana. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Pacers. Joel Sixers. Still, still had 31 points, though. Oh, they, did he? But none of the starters played in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all tired and injured, right? Yeah. 134-122. Flyers, three zip loss to do to the Detroit Red Wings. This is this is Joel's uh, thing though. Like he'll score seventy points mm-hmm. and then he'll get He's into, exhausted. He'll get into the playoffs and he'll score two. Well did you see Milwaukee <laughs> hired Doc Rivers? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. They uh, brought yeah. in the the Sixers former coach, they yep. gave him forty million dollars. Yep. You know what's gonna happen now, right? What? The Sixers will play Milwaukee in the playoffs oh and Doc God. Rivers is going to beat us. <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. Stop. Spoiler. We don't want that prediction to come true. <laughs> All right, fog advisory this morning. Otherwise, so we are going to have some clouds, but the sun will peak out. It's going to be a lovely afternoon, allegedly. So ultimately, we're going to see highs nearing the 60s. And south of us, you know, 60-ish, so 63-ish. For our region, it's more like 58-ish for Philadelphia suburbs, South Jersey, and beyond. But by all accounts, it's going to be a lovely Friday afternoon. And then tomorrow, wow, what a beautiful Saturday for you. We haven't had one of these in a while. So we're going to have more clouds than sun, but we will have sunshine tomorrow. And it's quiet. It's a dry day. Rain holds off until Saturday night late with a high. We're in the mid-50s for your Saturday. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah, it's going to feel like spring. Yeah, get out no sun, things. though. No yes, sun. Yes, no. we will have we will have moments of it. Uh the sun peeking through. Yeah. So okay. partly cloudy, partly sunny. Yeah. 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 Opelka, Opelka, Opelka will be out golfing in the mud. Give me sun. Yeah. yeah there will be some sun. Okay. It's not gonna be like All right. it's not gonna be like a blue, blue sky with yeah. bright sun, but it will be sunny. Those yeah. days are coming. All right. Sunday forty three, uh chilly, kind of raw. Another round of rain Sunday. So Saturday the best day of the week. So let's talk about Budget blinds. I'm so excited that Budget Blinds is one of our sponsors because we all could use some blinds. Blinded by the light. <laughs> you guys are on something. I know. You guys it's are Friday the same morning. stuff Joe takes before his speeches. 
You guys are like Kamala giggling before her, uh, you know, her mandatory uh, once a month appearance in word salad. I know. Uh, you know, she makes a lot of money. Uh-huh. We don't know what she's medicated with. Right. Maybe Allegedly. we should have what she's having. Yeah. Yeah. Alleged, yeah. alleged medication. Yeah, the Kamala cocktail. <sighs> Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, floorings, molding, affordable rates. Visit their showroom, Philadelphia. Visit their website, Tommy D's. Com. Thank you, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, for sponsoring our news at 7 o'clock. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 713 on this Friday morning. I don't know what James Carville is on or what planet he lives on, but this is a remarkable story on FoxNews.com where James Carville predicts that Donald Trump can win the election. Okay, I got you there. If he's treated like a normal candidate, Democratic strategist James Carville advised the media not to treat former President Trump like a regular candidate as campaigning for the presidential election heats up ahead of November. Carville said Wednesday on MSNBC, quote, this is not a typical election. All right, I got you. Okay, right there. I'm fine with that. Carville complained that there is a, quote, massive effort to normalize Donald Trump's candidacy for president and then compared the Republican frontrunner to Nazi military leader, Hermann Goring, one of Adolf Hitler's closest lieutenants. So let me just stop right here. Carville is saying that there's this massive effort to normalize the candidacy of Donald Trump, to which I say, where? By who? When? There's nothing normalized by mainstream media about their coverage of Donald Trump. He's been vilified by the left and the mainstream media as Hitler. Kamala has come out and said, Oh, January 6th was worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined. Carville went on to say, quote, nothing is normal about this at all. And if you watch his speech last night, he's referring to Trump's victory speech in New Hampshire Tuesday night. Quote, it was completely unhinged. Now, this is another take by another person on the New Hampshire victory speech that was labeled radical, aggressive, over the top, unhinged. We've all talked about this on Wednesday and Thursday on the show. From what we watched and what we played on the cut sheet, it was your standard run-of-the-mill victory speech by Donald Trump. I don't know where all these talking points are coming from and how anybody is arriving at the conclusion that his speech Tuesday night was anything different than you would normally get for Trump. I thought it was congratulatory. I thought it was, you know... Uh, upbeat. It was positive. I mean, it was he was not ranting and raving. He wasn't raging at all. And this massive effort to normalize. I mean, we've had guys like Van Jones crying on TV about Donald Trump and they hear him speaking. It makes him shake in his boots. Normalize a massive effort for Donald Trump. I, I don't see where this comes from. And these people are so let me use the word butthurt, because that's what just came to my mind. These people are so butthurt <laughs> over the fact that Trump thumped Nikki Haley in New Hampshire that they're all acting now. And I get it. Like, you know, you think about Carville's career, Bill Clinton, 30 years ago. He's a Democrat, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's basically saying we need to go further to vilify and make this horror show that is Donald Trump if he becomes president again. Do you guys see anything? And I, granted, I don't see a ton of mainstream media. I get most of it from what we get on the cut sheet and what we do and what we talk about from stories. But I, I don't see any effort from the left or MSNBC or CNN or any newspaper publication 
that's trying to normalize Trump's candidacy. They've basically said he's a threat to democracy and he's going to be a day one dictator. I think they've painted it just the way they have intended to, to make the guy look like the reincarnation of Mm -hmm. Hitler or Satan. Yeah. So I don't know what Carville's taken. Carville, you guys have to understand, Carville says stuff just to get reaction. Like That's his, that's his MO. You know what I mean? Like the the syphilis comment was something that he knew was going to get people talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, He kind of said it tongue in cheekily. He's a brilliant look. Look, he's a brilliant guy. Say what you will about him. He's a brilliant guy. He helped get Bill Clinton elected in 1992. Yeah, like he's just he's a very smart political guy. Um, but he he just says stuff sometimes just to get a reaction from people. It, it, it's almost like he's advising the mainstream media to ratchet up the heat even hotter, right? Yeah, like because he's portraying it like. You guys are normalizing this. And by the way, if you keep normalizing it, you better be careful what you ask for because he's going to be back in office for another four years. God forbid we can't have that. So James Carville, I'm not sure what he's taking. Probably the same stuff Kamala takes before a speech, but that's just an assumption by this guy. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Coming up next, the CNN survey says Americans have soured on self-checkout in retail and grocery stores. We'll get to this as we continue. Kale and Company, Nick, Dawn, and Greg, back after this. You know, my kitchen is really the heart of my home. I think of all the years cooking dinner, sitting around the kitchen table, helping the kids with homework as we sit around the kitchen table. But, you know, it's it's a little outdated. If you're looking around, maybe your kitchen, maybe one or more of your bathrooms are outdated. You need kitchen magic. I need a little magic, too, in my kitchen. They're local, family-owned, and operated since 1979, and their experience team has transformed more than 60,000 spaces. So a dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choice for refacing custom cabinets, backsplash, counters, or let's say tub shower conversions to get exactly what you want. And it comes with an industry-leading warranty. That's important, too. And by the way, cabinet refacing involves the art of bringing your kitchen into the 21st century. And I love that because ultimately they have a special cutting-edge composite material that not only look better, but are much easier to maintain. You think about, if you go to their website, just go to kitchenmagic.com and see all the different makeovers. Even if you keep, let's say, your same granite counters, but you change the cabinets, that's what I'm looking at because I have the wooden cabinets. kind of looks outdated, but to just brighten things up, it's really exciting and just updates your home so that, you know, you look like you're in the 21st century. So right now they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your remodel. Wow. Visit kitchenmagic.com, kitchenmagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, sometimes I say things and you say, oh, you're off your rocker, Nick. No, I'm just ahead of the curve. Local story technically here as well. Drexel University publishing the results of a study in the Journal of Business Research that has found out Customers in the retail world, as well as the grocery store universe, have soured on self-checkout. And a new study says there is proof 
A lot of people down on this, much like myself. I've been down on this for months and months and months now. From theft to scanning errors, retailers across the country are running into headaches with self-checkout after rolling out the technology aggressively over the last decade. And now research finds another problem with self-checkout. Fading customer loyalty. A new study released by Drexel shows the following in the Business Research Journal. That regular checkout has run its course. Customers feel more rewarded by a store and, quote, feel like they are treated more valuably when using regular checkout. But because it involves less effort and cashiers handle the scanning, the bagging, and the payment process, Drexel researchers have found, quote, the saved effort during the checkout process and the customer's sense of entitlement explain the effective checkout type on customer loyalty, extra effort required to check out and bag purchases, and the expectation of being served by the store were negative consequences of self-checkout and decreased loyalty to the store. So how about this going around? You think I'm just off my rocker when I come in here and I say I went and did my groceries on a Friday in Bluebell at Giant, and I didn't like the self-checkout because they only had one register open with a customer uh, going up there with an actual human being checking people out? Science says, survey says, courtesy of Drexel, Nick Kale's not alone. I will always go to a person when when there is one. Agreed. The line isn't. Yeah. Thousand percent. But super long. This has been a cost-cutting measure for a lot of these places. Yeah, it's not working. Either. Groceries and retailers. Uh, five, but they checked out other places beyond the grocery store, by the way. Here's the problem, too, is that now that they're doing these bag, uh, these plastic bag vans, yeah. or, you know, you have to charge extra for them, is that, you know, you have to bring your own bags. The self-checkout uh, counters aren't mm-hmm. big enough. Yep. So you put your bag up there, and then that sets it off. And then you put something in there, that sets it off. And then yep. the light is constantly going. Mm-hmm. And it takes you 20 minutes I know. to check out. It is, it's, it's ridiculous. And it, it's not just the, uh, the Giants. It's not just your local grocer, uh, Aldi's, wherever you might shop. Uh, five Below, the discount toy retailer, said that merchandise losses at stores has increased because of self-checkout. Dollar General is having issues as well. It's been a long time since I've done the dollar store. It's a heck of a bargain. Uh, and also, stores such as Target and Costco dealing with this as well. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people are at the point now where, especially with some of these sensitive ones where, like, you know, you scan your cheese, you put it in the bag, and then you grab your loaf of bread, you scan that, and then it says, please remove last item. And then you have to hit the continue button, you take it out. Sometimes it's real slowed and delayed. And then, of course, there's always somebody that's working, that's watching, like, monitoring, like, the hall monitor of the self-checkout area where, like, the six or seven little, you know, setup shops are. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just feel like if we got rid of those and just stuck that person in a register... We would all be happier shoppers on a daily basis. I agree. I agree. And by the way, the speed at which they do it it is way better than what we can do by ourselves. Oh, they're like wizards. They zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with, you know, waiting a little bit longer to have somebody do this. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. the self-checkout thing is just, unless you're just going in there for three items. Right. Um, then I think the self-checkout thing is helpful. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a full grocery shop, and hell no, and, hell no. And I'm not asking for anybody to bag my groceries. You scan, I'll bag. Yeah. I'm, I am totally, I, I'm not saying I need to be treated self-entitled, uh, any of this. It's just the machines are so inconvenient and mm-hmm. so 
so finicky yep. that they're frustrating. And then you look back at the guy behind you who's waiting to get in, and you know he's steamed up. He's like, this, would this idiot hurry up already? <laughs> so it just creates a ripple effect of negative vibes in the whole store. And then you have, a, like, it says, put it in the bag because everything's based on weight. Mm-hmm. And then the ding, ding, and the light's going off, and then you have to wait for the person to come over. And they're just, like, trying to hurry. You know, they're just, like, scanning with their key card. Yep. They're, it doesn't help anything. And so for retailers, I think there's another piece of this. It's not just that the customers are fed up with it. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is retailers, we've talked about it, scanning errors, um, all the people who just leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who get away with, like, whether it's even by accident or mm-hmm. on purpose, they have great losses. Yeah. But now it's a new loss because people would rather, according to the Drexel study, They'd rather go to a place that has full service. Oh, absolutely. So the customer loyalty to whatever store you're going to go to mm-hmm. is out the window. They uh, should incentivize self-checkout for us. We should get a 5% discount yeah. off our total bill if we do it exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Hey, Suze asked for a poll, and I believe that we yeah. we need a poll, I on, love a good poll. on the YouTube chat. So do you like self-checkout, right? Yep. Is that the poll? That's the poll. Okay. Yes or no? Yes or no? Let's keep it simple. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Phil, if you could put that up for me, that'd be great. And I would also say this, the other inconvenience too. Now, like when you get your head of lettuce, usually it's wrapped and you can scan it with a barcode. But there's, you know, tomatoes, there's uh, there's other items, cucumbers. You know, I made chili last weekend. I bought a habanero pepper. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no skew on that. So then you got to do the search and you got to type up, yep. you go to the category of yep. produce. And then I got to type in, like, when I get my Ro- uh, Roma tomatoes, R-O-M, there it is, pops up, search found, click it, and then you weigh it, enter the quantity. You know, but yep. the, the, the the cashiers that work there, I'll tell you what, they got so many of those things memorized. You hand them a bell pepper, they're like, oh, that's 8911. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, and with, so I think about Aldi grocery stores. I know, I got to take you up on that idea. I'm hearing, yeah, you great, gotta, I'm hearing great values there. Yeah, great values, but also... They, you leave it in the cart. So everything, in other words, the check, they have a checkout person. It's not a self checkout. Yeah. So they take everything in your cart, then they put it back in another cart. And then, so there are no bags involved, but it's not self checkout. Why don't you, you might as well just do that. What do they do? Pull out the big skew gun and zap it? So they, is that how they do it if you don't take it out of the cart? No, they, they actually, um, take each, you know, they take each item and they put it back in another cart. Oh, okay. But, you know, the point is that, and they don't have bags because you could just take the cart out to your vehicle. Yeah. There's and, a, well, the Sam's Clubs of the worlds are like that. They've been yeah. like that forever. They don't give you a bag. There's a, there's a grocery store in my area that I go to that, that is more expensive, but they only have cashiers and I will go there just because I just don't want to. Yeah. You just you don't know, want to deal with it. Don't mm-hmm. want to deal with it at yeah. all. I well, just... I, have a, I have a local grocery store in my neighborhood called McCaffrey's, and it's a, it, I, I don't know if they're a chain or if they're independently owned, and it's just a one-up, it's a one-stop They're spot. right across from the Aldi. Correct. And the, <laughs> the, the giant down the road on DeKalb Pike from me, they I mean, giant is a big conglomerate, right? There's giants all up and down the East Coast. They can't afford cashiers for cost-cutting measures. But McCaffrey's can. You did hear what Don just said, right? I, did, I know. It's right across the street from Aldi's. I know. I think I've actually been in Aldi's once. I got like a massive amount of uh, Rice Krispie treats for my daughters. Yeah. They, they, they had some unbelievable sale. But this was this was years ago. This was up in the Lehigh Valley at an Aldi's in like 2017 or something. But yeah, you're there's right. still some things you're gonna. So you could run over to Aldi and get you know fresh produce some. And it's high end stuff. It's just a, then you can run over to McCaffrey's and get all the stuff that all because Aldi doesn't have everything. Yeah, but they right. they have a ton. Mm-hmm. 
You're right. So you could go back and forth. And you can hit Chipotle, Home Goods. <laughs> it's all right there. I know. My one little <laughs> wow. stop shop area. By the way, how be- do you know that area so well, Don? Like, you, you don't live over there. It's not be- that far from it. Because, okay. What are you, 15 minutes Full from Full disclosure. Dog? Yeah. The girlfriend lives ah. on the way to there. Ah. So we drop oh. a certain person off at the girlfriend's house. You don't mean your husband's girlfriend. You mean your son's <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> I would say, so if my he's... husband had a girlfriend, I would just say, could she, could she help with the lawn work? <laughs> be like, big love. She'll be my sister wife. <laughs> so is David dating a, uh, a Montgomery uh, snooty Democrat? No. Would you stop? I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm surrounded by a lot of kids. Surrounded by a lot of uh, a lot of progressives. They're lovely. They're farmers. By by the way, by the way, full disclosure: Dawn and I uh, went to a football game a couple months ago together. Not together, but we were there at the same time. Yes. Uh, I saw I saw David's girlfriend. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful young lady. Good God, my lord! Like man, poor kid. He's gonna have his heart broken. Good job, David. (laughs) Stalker showed up and introduced himself, and it was like. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've become that Transformers mom who says, "Like, wow, you're gorgeous." Yeah. You know, Transformers, yeah, man. And then uh, Dawn told Greg, "You want to pound it?" <laughs> no, come on. No, that's right. She's a Stop. kid, man. Come Stop on. Oh, oh, I thought I thought this was the college uh, no. kid. Oh, okay. Stop. It's the high school one. That's my Stop. fault. Stop. All right. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And I have a lot of my brother and sister-in-law live not far from the Aldi. I'm just moving on here, changing yeah. this. They live not far from there. Let's well. get it back to bell peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Coming up next, we'll work our way towards what's on the cut sheet and uh, devastating, huge, massive bombshell news yesterday from one of the most powerful uh, executives in really the history of American entertainment. The details next on Kale & Company. But, you know, when we think about the Piazza Auto Group, and for me, my son Michael, my my stepson Jonathan, we're great customers of Piazza for a reason, because they always just treat you so great. They treat you like a first-class customer, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And you get that great deal because they also can find every different kind of vehicle across the region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. We all here, we love the Piazza Auto Group, the Piazza family, and we're just so excited to help the Piazza family. We're just excited to welcome two new members. So welcome in to the family of dealerships. We're talking about Infinity Ardmore as well as Maserati of the Main Line, both located right there on Lancaster Avenue. And yes, you're going to receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've always come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your new or certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and so much more. Check them out, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg, 855-839-1210. The phone number, get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. You know, I am never surprised when wealthy 
elitist, egotistical one percenters are found guilty of something just appalling or even accused of such. And right now, accusations remain accusations and allegations are allegations. But a major bombshell accusation coming down yesterday, uh, courtesy of, I got this from the Wall Street Journal, uh, Vince McMahon, the former CEO of WWE, um, has been accused in this new bombshell sex trafficking accusation. Now, I'll just stop right there. He's not accused of trafficking, you know, minor children like this. Not, um, you know, this is not like similar to the Epstein stuff, but equally disgusting and disturbing if uh, proven true. As a former WWE staffer has claimed that he paid her to keep quiet after um, a non-disclosure agreement was reached in which the accuser was supposed to receive $3 million in a settlement. So this lady, Janelle Grant, who agreed to this NDA in 2022, only received the initial $1 million installment. She did not get the other $2 million. And she is claiming that she is the victim of all sorts of, and I'm not even going to read some of this. I'm not even going to sit here and say, hey, turn the radio down or tell your kid to cover up his ears. If you want to read this really, this, I mean, this is really, really, really disgusting stuff. Uh, the Daily Mail has a free version of it. I read it behind the Wall Street Journal's paywall. Um, so Janelle Grant is claiming she's owed $2 million. $2 million. Uh, there was all of this uh, forceful sexual intercourse with allegedly. All, allegedly, with all sorts of uh, adult toys, uh, we can leave it at that. And there's also a link to one of the former WWE superstars, who was also a UFC heavyweight champion, where people are claiming that Brock Lesnar was involved in this. Um, they go on to say that the lawsuit comes as McMahon is reducing his role within the company. And I think the timing of this is very interesting. I always, I'm always curious about motives. Because, and this is a little in the weeds, but I'll give you the cliff note version. Basically, the WWE and UFC uh, have merged together under this brand called TKO. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the higher-ups that is involved with this. This also comes, so if you're looking at it from a timeline standpoint, the WWE and UFC merged. Um, and then this past week, the WWE and Netflix agreed to a 10-year, $5 billion streaming deal for their Monday night television show. And then yesterday, this comes out. So I don't know if this is the uh, plaintiff, you know, waiting for the right moment, or if this was something that was vice versa, where WWE wanted to make sure they got this Netflix deal before they knew this story was coming out. Well, we know that he, Vince McMahon, he being Vince McMahon, paid women to stay quiet. He's got a history of a lot of... At a very minimum of infidelity. That's why. That's why he stepped down before because it was alleged that he did it. Yeah. Um. With with funds from the WWE. Yes. That was fourteen point six million dollars that he paid out to several right. women, other women, which is a crime because you can't be using those financial uh, dollars earned via the company through like stocks and a publicly traded company and, and be paying like so. He's got all sorts of issues going on. Um, if this is true, uh, this latest one, 
Uh, he can never be. First of all, he's got to be whatever title he still technically has oh, within the company. Out. He's got to be, he's out, gotta be out. Like with the bad, I've never seen on TV ever again. The bad hair dye and just like he's dude, you're becoming a joke. The man. Face, he's got like this little fake yeah. mustache going. Whether these accusations are true or not, it doesn't matter. He he needs to be gone yeah. and just let the kids and whoever else you know this new company yes. take over because he's just he's he's tarnishing that reputation. So we had a whiff of this last year yep. when the Wall Street Journal had reported that there was this investig the WWE was investigating this alleged three million dollar payment from McMahon to a departing female employee following a consensual affair. Yeah. So now she's breaking her silence, and this is a legitimate news story in a in a legitimate filing in court. Mm-hmm. The allegations include charges that the wrestling magnate defecated on her head during a threesome in may of 2020 she alleges he sex trafficked her to other wwe executives and she claims that he sexually abused her and caused bruising and other injuries including with sex toys sex toys which he named after wrestling stars it's kind of disgusting those are the allegations. Thank you, Darn. Yeah, yeah, you're reading that right from the news report. And, and yeah. th- this is from one of many news reports, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the court records. So this is he the filing. He essentially pimped her out to other wrestlers and people within the company. Is what they're alleging. Is yeah. what they are alleging. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, he's, I mean, you know, you talk about, you separate all the allegations or even some of the stuff that's been proven true. The guy took, you know, wrestling from like a regional property. It was, you know, y'all love some wrestling. It was like a Southern thing. And and it became, I mean, it's all the mainstream networks are dying to get a piece of it. Netflix, CBS, Fox, ESPN. And you're just at a point now where, uh, and Stephanie McMahon, the daughter has walked away. She's really not involved. So it's her husband, Paul Levesque, who is known as Triple H. He runs the company now, essentially. But you have got to, if this is proven true, this new merger with TKO, WWE, and UFC, he's got to be, like, whitewashed. You are 100% correct, though, Nick, when you said that the timing is suspect. Not suspect because of the release of it, but they wanted that Netflix deal. I, I can almost guarantee you they pushed up that announcement because they knew that yes. this was going to drop. We have to get week. ten billion yes. dollar deals done before the negative stuff comes out. Hundred percent. You know that was in a boardroom meeting. Yep. Yep. So we'll I'm see just going to say out. this: it's yeah. horrible. It's icky. If 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 it's all true, it's horrible and icky. And you're exactly right. But I will say this as a woman: um, <clears throat> you know, you you always first have the absolute right to say no, and so to claim that you were. Se- sexually trafficked or human trafficked which is in the news because we have children you think of the 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 sounds of freedom and it's it's, bad wording it's poor wording in here and that is problematic for me and bothersome to me because ultimately um and i and i get it she's claiming she's alleging she was a young she was an adult but a young very young adult impressionable Mm -hmm. and claims that he said that i i own you i control you i okay so there was that going on right she was still an adult yep and so this narrative in the media where she's not you know where she's just portrayed as this victim and ultimately it would you could argue that she's speaking out and and outing herself because nobody well, outed her but herself. Let, let me ask but you: She this. outed herself, I should say. If because you're the female here, and there's a lot of men that would want to know the answer to this question. Had Vince McMahon 
delivered on the promise of the NDA of all $1 million three times. She was due $3 million. If Vince McMahon gave her all $3 million and she still came forward with this and, quote, violated the NDA, how does that sit with women? Because it still doesn't make what Vince McMahon did right, even though he paid this person. Because then there's, you're going to have like chauvinist guys out there that are saying, well, you agreed to this. Why are you running your mouth? Like Those people exist. I don't know how that sits with females. That's why I I'm would, asking you. I would turn it around and say what strikes me here is that she didn't. She did not get paid, and she's speaking to that. She's saying, "I only got a million. Right. So if you're going to be allegedly freaky and do these sick things, nothing's for free. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be cynical, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, to to not pay this individual, um, you you know. It, it, the whole thing's nasty and icky, and, and I yeah. get it, but I'm just saying as a woman and as somebody who reports on real human trafficking of under, especially underage girls that's what and boys that yeah, we think of. It's very different. Yeah. This is very different. So, okay. the, you know, not, the word victim, the word human traffic, we, I think we have to just be yeah, careful. I yeah. agree. All right, 7.50, let's get to a Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? <laughs> On this Friday's brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hole Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of, of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Heard Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring the ever important and always the best Friday edition of What is on the cut sheet um let's have a little fun shall we it was a very dark yes <laughs> disturbing story let's get goofy so um let's talk about this tiktok video of a trans man that's oh, jeez looking for tampons for men okay okay so this person i be- it looks to me like they're in a target <laughs> Were, and, they, were they locked up behind plexiglass? And uh, they only see the pink and purple version of tamp of tampax tampons, uh-huh. and they want the ones for men. So, so is this like for the, a nosebleed? He wants the blue ones. <laughs> so they go up for they they go up to this 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 lovely lovely man who just does not know what to say. Is trying to be polite. <laughs> is trying to do his job, and. Part of me is like, is this a like, is this a bit like, is somebody just doing this as a joke? But from everything I've seen, this looks like it's a, it's serious. Okay. So uh, take a look if you want to go to YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHT if you want to see the video. Uh, but you can definitely, you know, make it out on on what you're hearing over the radio. Right. So this is cut thirteen, Phil. Uh, go. All right, out here shopping for tampons, but. Uh... They don't have the tampons for men in yet. I'm asking. Hey, excuse me, sir. Um, so I found your normal tampons, but I'm actually looking for tampons for men today. Where would those be at? Uh, let me see the one you got. I got these. Okay. But I, I want the ones for men, not those. Um. I don't see the word. Uh, woman on here. I think these are the ones for me. They're unisex. Uh, no, you see how it's all like pink and purple. I'm not. I'm not trying to pay the pink tax on this. Um, I. I just want normal tampons. Pink tax. You know, like the the ones marketed for men. For men. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's like get out of here. That confused me. Is. I don't think they're 
Well, they have to, right? Like, they got, they got dude wipes. Um, I, I want dude that, wipes. but, you know, for tampons. For men? Yeah. You want tampons for men? Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that you guys don't carry that? I don't think we have those. So you, yeah, what you're saying is that you're not inclusive, or? Um, definitely not. Uh, definitely I not. They have these here. Uh, I think these are uh, uni, unisex. Right. So <laughs> one size fits all. Utilizing these, kind of like for all people. I don't see how it's pink. I don't want to pay the pink tax on that. Like, I just want. What's the pink tax? I don't know. I'm going to have that extra tax. This, this box here is uh, $7.99. And is this California? Right I don't know where this uh, is. Seven, uh, $7.39. This is a little cheaper. You want to get right. this one instead? I'll put this one You back. want the Bobo version or the legit brand? Are those for men though? Like, does it say dude on it? Um, I'm looking. This poor kid. I know. Yeah, this says uh, ensure every person has the product they need. Oh my lord! Every person. Yeah, this we've gone insane. Oh. Person. Okay, you know that that's yeah. actually very helpful. If if that's the best you could do, uh, thank you, thank you so much for your help today. Okay. That's. Yeah, that's way better. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So is that is that a biological male right there transitioning yes. to female? Okay. Yeah. So wow. make sure I got Can we earth. describe them? Yeah. So one the <clears throat> the one asking the questions is a is a biological male with very uh, dyed blonde hair, blue eyed blonde haired male. Mm-hmm. The young man who's working at the store is in a red, almost like it's Target. It's yep. like a red uniform shirt mm-hmm. and he's a very clean cut um clean shaven young man probably in his early 20s right he's african-american he's just like what, what's going on here and he's a very you know obviously a very professional kind patient individual and so the narrative here is and and this is a media narrative the white men i don't know are crazy and <laughs> african-american men are like the last group of Men who are like allowed to be men. Mm -hmm. Um, This is this is you know I feel badly for the whole situation. It's just like mental illness. It is, and it is, and I'm a kind person and I'm a kind-hearted person. But you know what? It's just this whole thing of oh, this is for everybody. Nope, it's not for everybody. Guess what? Guess what? Yeah, only women and girls and biological females bleed every 21 days. Mm Boom! There it is. Men, biological males, you do not, and you do not have a period. Right. And this is not this is not a product for you. Mm-hmm. It's a product for us. And we women and we girls, we're we, we're allowed to say this. Yeah. And I'm sick and tired. Good. Of all of this. Good. Keep going. Can I just say one thing real fast? The pink tax refers to the tendency for products marketed specifically towards yes. women to be more expensive than those marketed towards men. <laughs> So that's, that's that's where did that originate? By the way, I'd be I'd be willing to bet that's a California thing. No, that that is true. Like if you get like Clinique, Clinique. I'll give you an example. There are certain things that are marketed for men, Mm -hmm. like lotions and stuff like that. It's the same product. Yeah. But if you go to the men's lotion, it's the same thing as the women's, but it's cheaper. So three three observations or questions from that video. Why is it that when we talk about the transitions that are happening, it is predominantly, and now maybe this is just a TikTok thing, so many more men are transitioning to female 
than vice versa. We don't get many stories of females transitioning to men. Yeah. It's usually, and I'm talking about TikTok, I'm talking about the sports world where the man transitions to female and then dominates female sports. It is, I, I have no idea what the numbers are. Maybe there's data out there that totally disproves what I'm about to say. I would think it's like 80, 90% of the transitions are men to female. That's, that's my first observation. So, so, so somebody on there is saying that that is a female who's trying to be a Well, that's what male. I was wondering. That's what I was asking. It's hard to tell. That looks like to um, me like a man, but I wasn't sure. Um, but then secondly, here's where I have to call out these people that do this. Now, I don't know if that was a real-life uh, situation, or he and he was dead serious, or he was trying to get a reaction to point out, oh, there's tr- all this raging transphobia that goes on in, in retail environments. But I would have said, if I'm the Target employee, why are you filming me? Yeah. You know, like... Which, we, which also makes you think that it's it's right. set up. Like, we sit here, and Maybe. this is content for us because there's audio and video, so we just react to the fact that we have the content. But if you're on the receiving end of one of these situations, you just probably have to look up. I mean, my guy's there, you know, he's restacking the Pringle cans, and he looks up, and, <laughs> and this guy's recording him. Uh, do you have the blue box? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. And the poor guy, you're right, Don. He was so even-keeled. Like, he legitimately did everything he could to figure out, you know, if there's another variety available. <laughs> he had more patience than I did. I'm like, dude, right there's yeah. what we have. But I'm, I, I'm paid twelve bucks an hour. What do you want from me? Yeah, you're you're not a woman. You're not a girl. You don't. You know there are there should not have to be. It might be a girl though. It might be a girl, but so maybe ultimately tampons are for are for biological females. But there is a tampon for transgender men. What there is? I just found it. Dude, it's a Finnish brand. Dude ponds. Yeah, there is one. It's it's from Finland. Of course. And, uh, it's always the Finns. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm yeah, they're the lesser Scandinavians, as I'm a Stenslet. <laughs> you have I'm right to say that, Don. You uh, so they came out right before Christmas, mm. and the brand is Vukaset. Yeah, Vukaset. Vukaset. There yeah. you go. Just yeah. uh, wow. Um, more nonsense from TikTok, shall we? Uh. So there's a new thing now where thruples. Okay. Not ruffles like the chip. No, this is thruples. This is three parents are raising one child. Okay. <laughs> so we have a mom, a dad, and a uh, an independent. I, I I don't know. This person. It's a three party system. <laughs> is demanding representation for kids with three parents. Okay. Hey, parents beat poli- parents Look. beat politicians to the third party. <laughs> Look. If anybody want to come, wants to come and help me and my wife raise my three and a half year old, I'd be more than willing. To, you know, we have a we have a room in the basement. You can come and you can live with us. It's fine. He's ninety nine percentile, and he's full of energy. But but it is. Uh, but but this is actually three people who I believe are in a relationship together. So I don't know how. That works out on right. your family tree when you re- when you do that in kindergarten. Right. Like, this is my mommy. This is my daddy. Yeah. This is my other daddy. This, this isn't is my other man, is it? No. Okay. Um, this is cut 14, Phil. Go. 
become a bigger advocate for raising children in groups of three or more because like I get there are lots of people who are very happily single parenting or raising their children as two sims that's great for you but for those of you thinking about doing something different I just want you to know like it is possible to do so because there is no representation of us right there's no bluey episode about the kid with three parents but we're out here just doing our thing and in our case a single parent by choice teamed up with an existing couple we decided to make a kid together and raising that kid as a group you could be in a romantic couple you could be three best friends you could have more adults involved if you want to so long as you're all committed to this child rearing thing and certainly it takes some extra negotiating, right? The more people you have, the more opinions you have. And we had to have some hard talks about things yeah, like who was going to be genetically related to our child and who wasn't. That was tricky. But also it was kind of just a moment in time in comparison to the 18 plus year commitment that is raising a human being and putting them out into the world. Because, oh my gosh, raising kids is so much work. And it kind of reminds me of the early days of like union organizing where people were fighting for an eight hour workday so that they could have eight hours of rest and then eight hours of daily life. Like that's what we need as a parenting group. So right now my husband is at work making a paycheck my co-parent is at the daycare center with their kid and i'm about to have a nice cup of coffee and go work on my novel and that yeah. is what works that nobody will read wow. so tired at the end of the day that sometimes we're like gosh do we need a fourth person involved here oh my god so hey strength in numbers thinking man. about it if this is something you want to learn more about like we are here we are doing this thing and it can work it- beautifully it's that it sounds to me like this person just wants to loaf and yeah. drink, drink coffee and write a novel is, while the other two people are out working and raising yeah, exactly a notice notice this, right. notice the speed of the delivery of the Ugh. speech that's yeah. an obvious indicator that that person's having a live real life breakdown <laughs> Uh, but you know what it is? I, I think they they need such a support system because they're so overwhelmed by their own personal right. existence, right? Like it's one of these things where, oh my God, life is just so unbearable, and it's just I can't even wrap my head around my daily my daily routine that I need so many other people. This person, prob- I'm just going to guess, probably doesn't have parents anymore. Maybe their parents passed away or whatever, and they're just looking for like this massive support system. So he's got a husband at work, mm. and then a third co-parent gender tbd we do not know the third uh third parent gender could be another guy could be a girl it could be pan pansexual we have no idea remarkable the third the third parent is out with my child at daycare yeah he's he's gonna get back to writing his novel and he's gonna have a cup of coffee we should send him a kale and company mug like i'm using here (laughs) he can write his novel while he streams us oh i mean yeah okay donnie man Remember when, like, a single parent could raise, like, five kids? Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And have two jobs or three? It's just... Look, I know that's not an ideal situation, yeah. but, like, what are we doing? But here? you know what this does? This 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 plays into the, the message Kamala Harris gave us, like, a year ago. You know, we... Our children are all children of the community and the, the government and the education system's going to raise your child and teach your child... This, this this is all along that line of, hey, man, the more the merrier. It takes a village to raise a child. Look, raising children is hard. Oh, I, I will say it. that. I, I but... get it. That's why they created alcohol, though. <laughs> Not third parents. Um, if you notice, I'm, I'm starting here with a lot of uh, non-political things because yes. we were very heavy with politics all Yeah, can week. we get I back just, to... Maybe we can spend two more hours talking about Trump v. DeSantis. No, I found what way more interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this Oregon high school coach resigned after being forced to support males playing in female sports. Okay. So he, uh, he, he resigned. You know, he didn't want to do it anymore. So uh, this is what he said about that. This is cut 16, Phil Go. Hi, Dave Brown from Stand Tall. 
Last night, uh, my wife and I resigned our uh, head coaching positions for varsity and JV girls tennis at our high school we were at. For the last 25 years, I've coached uh, varsity basketball, varsity tennis, coached in over 1,090 games, won 667 and lost 423. I've had a lot of success, but I finally reached the point where I had to resign last night because of boys playing girls tennis. And the reason we did is we're just not gonna support boys playing girls sports. This is wrong on every level. These are not girls, they're boys saying they're a girl. They're playing a fall sport, come back and play a girl sport and go back to playing a boy sport. All they have to do is change their paperwork at the district office. I'm not gonna support it. I'm never gonna lie to a kid. I'm gonna support my wife who was a pioneer in Title IX. And every other girl that's come along now expects every adult to do the right thing and protect them. We're not protecting girls now. K through 12 and women's sports. We're allowing men or boys to play in these sports. It's dangerous, it's wrong. We have boys in the locker rooms watching girls go through their get ready for practice or a match or a, a game. How wrong is that for a girl to have to endure something like that? What we would have called five or six years ago, somebody going to jail is now acceptable in high schools and middle schools. This is absolutely wrong when a girl has to fear this, but she can't say anything. And if you're in a public school, at least in Oregon, you can't say anything or you will be ostracized, you will be put down, you will be shamed, and you just don't have a voice. People can't stand up and, and say anything, but I will. I'm going to say this is wrong on every level. You should contact every school board uh, member that you have in your area and say there's no way we're doing this. Contact administrators, but say it, and say it strong. Just do it. Great work out of him. A lot of courage to do that. Resigned. He was very successful. Had a pretty good winning percentage by my math there on the fly. And this is really a slap in the face to Title IX and everybody that fought to have these equal rights. And now it's just a, you know, they love to use the word invasion. Um, You know, we hear about these select stories. But as I've said before, Don, if there's such a market for transgender sports, if we can create third parents, why can't we create a third uh, bracket of sports? <laughs> we'll have men's sports, women's sports, and trans sports. Right? We can have three parents? They don't want that. Mm. Because they, that's, it's like the Wild Bill character. They, they want it. There's something else going on here. They want to be you. They want to be you, that female. And they want to take your spot. And there, there's, there's another piece of this that nobody talks about. But remember, the local story, UPenn teammate um, Paula Scanlon was, you know, I did that great event. We did, WPHC, we hosted that great event locally here a couple months ago in, in Bucks County. Paula Scanlon, swimmer at UPenn against somebody who was one minute biological male, then came back as a fifth-year senior, mm-hmm. had to compete against him. She was somebody who had survived a sex assault, Paula Scanlon. She had survived that and had to stand in her locker room and witness a fully <clears throat> equipped male, six foot, you know, Thank four, whatever, God. And uh, she and she went to her coach. Went they they wouldn't do anything. That's abuse. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. He's exactly right. It, it's it's a serious situation, and the fact that we allow this, it's insane. It is. I I would also like to know because every time I see these stories, it's usually the guy that was not doing well. He was yeah. just a middle of the road average athlete as a male playing boys or men's sports and then makes the transition. So my mm-hmm. question for the trans uh, athlete switching, are you doing this because you really believe you are a woman or are you mad that you're just 
you know, mediocre in men's sports, but you love sports so much that you're willing to go through all of this just to have glory in athletics as a, quote, female. That's what I would like to know. Because I came to the realization by the time I was in 12th grade that I was just a marginal, mediocre high school athlete, and I would have to find something to do in college and find a profession that was not going to be athletically related. And I and never once did I say, you know what, man, I'm just, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I'm like a six when it comes to football. Maybe I'll become a girl and I'll be a nine out of a ten. That thought never entered my mind. I don't know. Maybe it does for these people. But that's 22 years ago and the world's changed. John Fetterman bucks his party again. <laughs> man, this is crazy. I'm telling you. Imagine. I can see it now. It's the year 2036. John <laughs> Fetterman, Republican nominee. <laughs> It's coming, folks. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Chuck Schumer is pushing to uh, regulate th- this product called Zin. It's a nicotine patch, uh, nicotine pouch, excuse me, uh, because he says they're being pushed to teens. It has, it has lit smokeless fires among uh, some uh, conservative lawmakers. Uh, he says, I'm delivering a warning to parents because these nicotine pouches seem to lock their sights on young kids, teenagers, and even lower and then use the social media to hook them in. The Senate Majority Leader said at a press conference this week urging the FDA and FTC to probe the product. Well, John Fetterman uh, says he's going to err on the side of more freedom. I'm telling you, man. It's coming. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Cut 15, Phil. Go. I'm going to err on the side of more freedom and personal choices of those kinds of things. And I made that same argument when I wanted to legalize marijuana. Like, and, you know, half more than half a million Americans die every year from smoking and t- tobacco, uh, or, you know, tens and tens of thousands die from alcohol. And I think there's bigger issues to address than, than that product. So I, I don't support it, and I would never in, uh, support snuff or chewing tobacco, but it's available. I'll never forget uh, about six weeks ago, <laughs> the Babylon Bee with a headline that said, Progressive Senator has stroke, recovers, becomes conservative. <laughs> and that's basically what you're seeing. You know what's amazing here mm-hmm. with this is uh, this also goes along the lines of the Biden administration's attempted ban of menthol cigarettes. Um, this is where I think when you know, freedom, first of all, and you're an adult, right? Smoking, menthol sure. cigarettes, snuff, dip, tobacco, chew, whatever you want to call it, alcohol. You're an adult. You make an adult decision. It's personal responsibility and accountability. There's plenty of things that can kill you. McDonald's can kill you if you eat too much of it. Everything can kill you. Everything's too bad for you if you have too much of it. Um, I'm with Fetterman. I err on the side. And as you said many times, Greg, the bans don't work. Nope. They just make you want to go after it even more. So good work out of Fetterman. (laughs) That's unbelievable. I'm with him. And I'm not a smoker. I'm not a dipper. Any of that stuff. I think it's all disgusting. But you know what? It's your choice. You're an adult. Uh, Joe Biden was in Wisconsin. He bragged about creating. <laughs> this is amazing. All right, well, let me this. let me let me just play this. This is this is a um, this is a short clip anyway. Uh, let me play this. This is cut a four. Phil, go. Fourteen million new jobs since I became president. A hundred and sixty-nine. New jobs in Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. Congratulations. <laughs> the 14 million I created, 169 <laughs> in the dairy state, the cheese state. I don't know what they call Wisconsin, but they created 169 jobs. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. He had to meet 169,000, right? Or 1.69 million, Well, right? he, made a mis- he made a mistake the other day in North Carolina, too, where he said some 
really low number. And if it's true, like if that if that number is true, right. why the hell are you bag, uh, right. bragging about it? I mean, I, I can imagine somebody created 169 jobs in Montgomery County. <laughs> this guy's talking about the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and one more uh, piece of audio uh, that I found from him yesterday. Uh, what the hell is Joe Biden saying? Part oh, part, in, part due. Part infinity. Uh, <laughs> this is cut three, Phil. Go. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Start again. Cut three, Phil. Go. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. It's Whoa. They all laugh like they know what he said. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> well, they, they speak Bidenese. Bidenese. Bidenese, yeah. It's the ability to understand what Joe's saying. That's far worse than the clip we played for you a day or two ago that we clipped on Twitter. Do you think so? Oh, my God. I. I I think he was trying to say beer brewery. Let's let's play this out and let's see if we can understand. Let's try and use our decoder rings and decipher what Joe Biden is saying. I'm going to play it one more time, okay? Beer brewed here. (laughs) It is used to make the brew beer. (laughs) Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the Great Lakes. (laughs) What? What was the uh, the old tongue twister? How many uh, how many pickle piper peckers? peckers? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about right now. And how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood, could you Peter, imagine Joe Peter, saying that? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers. How many pickles did Peter Piper pick? Right? Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Do we have the clip from, from two days it. ago? I would it. love to do a compare and contrast because that clip that we clipped on social media that a lot of people were reacting to on Twitter yeah. was far more understandable than whatever the hell he said at that brewery yesterday in Wisconsin. Here we go. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> I think he said, don't mess with the women of yeah. America if you don't, unless you want to wait. We'll teach Donald Trump, Trump a lesson. A valuable lesson. Don't, don't mess, mess with, with the, the women, women of America, America unless you want to get the benefit. Unless you want to get the benefit. I don't know what that means. Unless you want to get the benefit. Okay. Can, can we play him back to back, side by side here? Yeah, hang on. Let me, play, let, me, let me play what he said yesterday in Wisconsin. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. <laughs> That's me on an NFL Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Trump should debate him as soon as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. President, just let him speak. Yep. No doubt. Yep. Don't, and even, don't interrupt you him, don't right? Have, you don't have to. Just you don't have to, Joe. Uh, how how would you how would you grade your economy uh, the economy for the last uh, three years? Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. Thank you, in this Thank you sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks Thank for the Great Lakes. I Thank wonder why. It's coming. <laughs> beer brewed <laughs> here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. In this <laughs> oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. It's coming. <laughs> There's a um, I overlaid I overlapped him. And that's why that's what triggered this thought. Yeah. I saw a video yesterday on social media where a guy posted he had two cell phones in his hands and he had um two different Chinese restaurants on mm. the phone and he put the phones next to each other and they were having a conversation with each other back and forth. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike Opelka needs to grab multiple clips of Biden having a conversation with Joe Biden. 
and make a like a parody AI yeah, parody out of that. Agreed. It would be. I guarantee you, it would go viral. Uh, you guys remember Andrew Yang, of the course. 2020 Democratic presidential candidate? Um, he was on Fox News yesterday, and he sang, which I, which I'm hearing from a lot of more independents and some Democrats too. They, he says whichever party can free itself from its 80-year-old incumbent is going to win this fall. This is what Andrew Yang said yesterday. Cut one, Phil, go. It is tough to take down an incumbent president uh, in, in his party because usually the president controls all the apparatus of the party. What makes you think that Dean Phillips can, can, can win that? Uh, well, people who don't want Trump uh, to win, who are piling in behind Nikki Haley, I agree with Charlie, where I think that ship has sailed, and they should be checking out Dean Phillips's campaign. Uh, Dean Phillips is running against an historically unpopular 81-year-old incumbent in Joe Biden, and polls show that Joe Biden is down to Trump in November, and a generic Democrat beats Trump by eight. The fact is, whichever party can free itself from its 80-year-old incumbent is going to win in the fall. I think the Republicans are about to fail that test, uh, and Democrats still have a chance to pass it. So Dean Phillips, most people are just now finding out about him. When they, when people realize there's an alternative to the Biden-Trump rematch, they get really, really excited. Well, they- Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, Dean Phillips ran this... Um, uh, Bigfoot Biden campaign commercial that, that looked like a generic Jack Link's jerky commercial. Uh, it was so bad. It was so low budget uh, and so awful. Yeah. Dean Phillips, you know what's amazing? Okay, yeah. so uh, J- Andrew Yang wants to say, oh, the Republicans, if they could just ditch their old guy. Well, the Republicans have a chance, and look what the polls are showing. They don't want anybody other than, quote, their old guy. I think they're, no, I I think that what he's talking about is what a lot of moderates feel and what a lot of independents feel. Mm-hmm. So I think he's speaking to, yeah, of course the Republicans want, and uh, by the way, a lot of Democrats want Biden. Mm-hmm. So he's not speaking to them. He's okay. speaking to the, the you know, the middle of the road, yeah. basically. Well, and then, so I would say to Andrew Yang, much like I said four years ago when he came into the political scene, okay, we keep hearing this market for a third party, uh, you know, a moderate, uh, an independent. So so th- go through the names, uh, you know, RFK Jr., Joe Manchin, no labels, all these, like, we keep hearing, and I, I think eventually at one point in, in, in the, the world, we, we'll, we'll get to that point. I just don't see it happening in my lifetime. Because there's, you have to be somebody that is so charismatic, so accomplished that cuts through the noise. All even RFK, you know, he's had. When's the last time we talked about RFK Jr.? He's yeah, kind of true. flamed out, right? He has. So yeah. if he doesn't cut through, who will? Yep. Who does? Yep. I, I got news for you. It's not Joe Manchin. I don't think it's Joe Manchin. We played uh, Kamala Harris with uh, Katie Couric yesterday. Actually, what we just played was like the behind the scenes, who's taller bit that those two did. Uh, she sat down with an interview with for uh, with Kamala yesterday and uh, asked why Joe Biden and herself are um, uh, so historically unpopular. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kamala's reasoning is is that they just haven't taken enough credit for everything they've done. We got to be more braggadocious. This is cut. Where are we here? Mm. Oh, boy, did I not? Oh, yeah, this is cut 10. Phil, go. So you're right. We have a lot of accomplishments. And I think what the American people want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done. And we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly. 
And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. Okay. I've, I've, jotted, <laughs> I've jotted down three accomplishments, okay? okay? Yep. So we have the CHIPS Act. Mm. We have the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm. And we have junk fees. So those are the first three things when I think about the Biden administration, um, quote, unquote, and I'm using these in air quotes, accomplishments. So if, if you've accomplished so much and you believe those three things, along with other things that I'm not mentioned that are real wonky in the weeds, if, if, if those are such great accomplishments, then why is your messaging nonstop about Donald Trump, threat to democracy, dictator on day one, mm-hmm. and abortion? Yep. Now, I get abortion because I think abortion for them is their, their ticket to reelection. But if you have all these other skins on the wall, so to speak, why are you not? Because we've heard many people, many strategists say, if you keep attacking Trump and you keep ridiculing MAGA voters, it's going to work against you. So then maybe you should pivot and spin these accomplishments, because I think the average person out there probably doesn't know much beyond a sentence or two about some of these quote unquote accomplishments. Uh, Seems simple enough to me if you believe in your accomplishments. No live on the YouTube chat says take credit for the 10 million illegals. <laughs> well, that was asked by Katie Kirk. <laughs> I'm moving on to cut um, 11 here because she's the border czar, right? Well, she was. And then she was the AI czar. And now she's on the Kamala 2024 abortion tour. I thought she was getting to the root of some problems. Well, Katie Kirk asked her about like... Is she in charge of the border, or she says she's not in charge of the board? I, I don't know. No, she's not in charge of Neptune either. <laughs> Cut so. 11, Phil, go. I want to talk to you a little bit about immigration, ah. because I think just about everyone, and you have said as well, agrees that the immigration system is broken. Yeah. And we need comprehensive immigration reform. Early on, I know you were tasked with understanding the root causes of the immigration crisis, but you are not in charge of the border, which I think is important to point out. Having said that, 14 House Democrats joined Republicans in denouncing the Biden administration's so-called open door policies, calling open border policies, rather, calling it, quote, a national security and public safety crisis. And As you know, I'm sure you've talked to them. So many big city mayors, Democrats, are saying this is an untenable situation in cities across the country. 68% of Americans disapprove of the way the Biden administration has handled the border. So how do you address that? Have you done enough? There's no question. Our immigration system is broken. And it needs to be fixed. And as with any problem, then leaders will participate, true leaders, in the solution. So I'm going to take you back to about three years ago. And it was, I think, the day after our inauguration, when we came in, Joe Biden as president and me as vice president, the first bill that we offered was a bill to fix the immigration system. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, (laughs) So it's interesting. I want to take two phrases here. The immigration system is broken Mm. and the border is secure. Doesn't that seem like a contradiction? So Joe and Kamala both are willing to admit our immigration system is broken. Yet guys like Alejandro Mayorkas and others, including Biden and Kamala, say, no, our border is secure. So how can the system be broke, but the border be secure? 
Can I don't I, get that. Can I say something? Because you just made a substantive point, and, and that's your job. I, I'm going to make a more superficial point here. Good. Um, and Dawn, slap me if I'm being sexist here. But just wasn't uh, – who was who was Katie Couric's uh, co-anchor on the Today Show? Matt Lauer. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Matt Lauer, uh, Matt. I believe, had a lot of um, um, a sexual indiscretions. Yes. Uh, was super Allegedly. creepy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he left over it and it hasn't been yes. seen since, so True. there has to be some sort of, uh, truth to it. You think, um, you think Katie Kirk knew that that, that stuff was going on? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking her for a friend. If they're so, uh, you know, the Me Too movement, if, if Kamala Harris is so, you know, all women must be believed mm-hmm. and all that, like, isn't Katie Kirk really the poster child for, uh, cover-ups and like, hey, I want to keep this cush job and I see what my co-anchor's doing but I'm going to turn a blind eye to it because I don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers isn't isn't that really what Katie Kirk is known for now just just asking for a friend it's the subject of the morning show exactly exactly so she claims she had said that he grabbed her in the butt before but that she didn't she has claimed that she didn't realize but La- she she claimed that Laura grabbed her, yeah, her in the butt. She's like Matt, you know, or something like that. But oh, she okay. she claims that she did that she had no idea. Yeah, that he was. When did that? Ha- that's been what six seven years now. Oh, it's been a long time. It's longer, been longer than that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, it's funny you say that. He's he hasn't resurfaced anywhere, has he? He's not on any ad network. Mm-mm-mm. No, I mean he he was drummed out of the business. Yeah. yeah, remember he had that door that would close, you know, behind him, <laughs> like like like. You press a button and uh, just it's really which a lot of news directors I have to, I, I had news directors who had that yeah but he <clears throat> installed it and allegedly would then lock the door and I don't know I don't know all I'm saying is is if that I'm Kamala Harris PR team I'm like yeah. maybe we stay away from the Katie Kirk interview just saying it's a good thought I didn't even think about that oh uh, actually you said that was uh what, what did you say I was substantive and you were being what superficial i don't think that's superficial that's actually a really next level thought honestly i mean you know if commas comma was about that movement that, that's not i mean of course nobody's going to come to that conclusion other than you but because <laughs> everybody's just, just yucking it up with kamala i'm just saying like katie Kerr was always like oh look at me i'm so innocent i'm so i don't know what's going on she knew exactly what was going on but greg she is somebody who first of all when you walk into her office she has right in her office a huge picture of Katie and Hillary Clinton. She's a big cheerleader mm. for the Dems. Remember her famous interview when she tried to help, um, you know, take down Sarah Palin and said, what do you read? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Sarah in a very demeaning way. So yep. she's somebody who they know is on their side and she's going to be a cheerleader. And so it's going to be a friendly you. interview. I get you. Speaking of that point, uh, Kamala Harris spoke about what she speaks about best. And by the way, guys, I got to say this. Like, they are... They are trotting her out, meaning Kamala, to speak on this issue. They must have faith in her to deliver this message because she's all week, every day, countless times a day, she's mm-hmm. been out there speaking about abortion. I told you it's coming. Uh, would you say the abortion tour twenty four? Abortion tour twenty four. Uh, all she has left. She's uh, this is cut twelve where she talks about uh, abortion rights. Cut twelve. Phil, go. I also think there's a lot of disinformation about late-term abortions. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of misconceptions about that as well, that women are having abortions, you know, 
before their baby, you know, right before the baby is born. And these horror stories about that. How can you educate the public that even Roe had restrictions on the third trimester? Well, not only that, but let's just remember that before the Dobbs decision, this was not an issue that was being debated about whether women were doing these things that people are now describing as possible. Partial or partial birth abortions. Yeah. And um, I just think that it is meant to distract from the realities, which is this. And it's really basic and fundamental on one level. This is about taking freedoms away. The freedom to make decision about your own body. This is a question also of trust. I trust women. President Joe Biden trusts women to be able to know what is in their own best interest and then make good decisions. And by the way, and women trust us to know we're going to protect and fight for their freedoms. But fundamentally, that is the issue. And I think there are many people who want to distract from that fundamental foundational issue. And I take it to a foundational issue in terms of this is one of the, the main principles upon which our our, our country was founded. You notice she gets, um, you know, by her standards in that quiet one-on-one interview setting, it would be louder if she was doing like a rally and she was firing up her base with a, you know, a microphone at a podium. But it's the one thing that Kamala Harris really delivers speech-wise, and this is by the Kamala Harris speech standard, at a pretty solid, respectable level. Like, that answer right there, regardless of whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, if you just listen to her delivering that, it's the one thing that she kind of gets a little bounce to her step with. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like Joe, where the only thing that really riles Joe up is January 6th. The rest of the time, it's just blah, 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 blah. But January 6th, he gets ignited. Same thing with Kamala Harris. Uh, This is really her last stand, because if she can't deliver this message effectively and they don't win, I mean, it's curtains for Kamala. Uh, One more on this. She hit all the, you know, the main talking points for for the Biden campaign this year, Uh, abortion. And then this, she says, we could lose our democracy um, if we elect President Trump, uh, former President Trump. This is cut seven. Phil, go. November of, of, not, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators indicating that he would be one so let's be really clear about what's at stake and then yes of course there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy we can't I, I love how they continue to talk about going after political rivals. As it, like we're we're witnessing it in real time from the Biden DOJ and all these orchestrated court cases and indictments from 
New York to Washington to Georgia to Florida to Washington, D.C. It's a, it, it, And she's the one sitting there, and Joe's the one saying, if Trump gets back in, he's going to go after his political rivals, a.k.a. that's what we're doing right now to Trump. Um, and I had a conversation this week with a, a buddy of mine who's a Democrat, very smart guy. He's in pharmaceutical sales, and he, he texted me about the Rachel Maddow comments. He's like, did you see what Maddow said about there will never be an election again if Trump's reelected? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, does anybody actually really believe that? And he didn't believe that, but he was wanting he wanted to know my thoughts on that. And he's like, he's never going to leave the White House if he gets reelected. I'm like... He left the White House the first time. Like, if he really wanted to stay the first time around, he could have stayed, right? Like, but there are people out there that will, will, will they'll take the bait on this. They'll bite. By the way, I love, you know, when people give me backhanded compliments. Muggsy Do on Twitter says, what did Greg Stocker have for breakfast today? Making a case on Katie Couric, perhaps his first cogent thought in years. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Thank you, Muggsy. I thought, I told you it was a good point. <laughs> It wasn't like just some uh, shooting from the hip comment that you thought you were making. Not only anybody was I just, about I that. just love the I love the backhanded compliments. <laughs> you got to take them anywhere you get them, man. Uh, social media is just the worst. It, is. it really is just it the is. worst. Yeah, Mugsy. Okay, I'm seeing it now too. They tagged me. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have for breakfast today? I had a terrible. Th- I haven't eaten breakfast yet. That's, that's right. That's right. That's you don't eat problem, in the morning, Steve. do you? I don't eat in the morning. I I, I have. Uh, Am I coffee. the only one on the show that eats and drinks coffee? Yes. Yes. Do I eat uh, like I'll eat at like ten fifteen or whatever when we're yeah. you know when yeah I eat the breakfast sandwich in here about five fifteen. By the way, I'm going to get to the uh, the fig bars during the break. That got to refuel here. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, why don't you talk to us about Piazza? Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Thank you. Hey, Nick Kale here for Fig Bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do up. you eat your fig in your Piazza? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the question. Yeah, I'm sure Piazza would be happy if I had my mouth full of cookies. <laughs> How many cookies you got in your mouth, Kale? By the way, speaking of Piazza, did you get that? Uh, is that thing still on your phone? It, we're going to try to... Um, oh, God. We're going to try to de- deport it onto okay. uh, a laptop <laughs> at 9.55 today. It's just... Yeah. It's, uh, technology is not something that any of us are good at <laughs> no, this, no. on this uh, at the station really <laughs> that's correct computers that don't work pets heads are falling <laughs> off dawn's big three uh, big three will be coming up after this message from the piazza auto group you know as we ring in the new year our friends from piazza premium automobiles even though it's january 26th they want to wish you a happy 2024 and they're excited and why shouldn't they be they're expanding every day it seems like they just welcome in two new members to the family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue, where you will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. And right now, you can find a new or a certified pre-owned luxury premium automobile, such as Infinity, Maserati, or other items and other brands, Jaguar, Land Rover, on my bucket list, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online right now, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Nick Kale sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.